0: Hello oh, and welcome to another episode of Love London with Culture. I hope everybody's doing well. Um, if you're in the UK, hope you're all coping, especially can in the heat. I so know we shouldn't complain too much uh, given our summers that we normally have. So I'm hoping you're keeping uh, nice and cool. Um, so today I wanted to focus on the year so far um, because June was a bit hit and miss for me because it was way... Uh, on holiday. Um, so I just thought it'd been really nice to uh, catch up um, with everything that I've seen, a few bits and pieces of Houston, my favourite things culture-wise that I've seen over the last six months. Uh, I can only get the words out. Um, so I just wanted to give you an idea of what, what some of my favourite things have been so far. Obviously I will be doing a sort of end of the year roundup, so there is still plenty of time for things have changed and I can't wait to see what the next six months have got in store. Um, So I'm going to start by talking about my favourite subject which um, if you've been listening to this podcast long enough now uh, you will know uh, is theatre and I've been lucky enough to see some pretty amazing pieces of theatre this year so far. Um, I have been leaning more towards plays this year I don't know why it just seems like the quality of plays at the moment have been this year have been so high standard um, and i think it's it's really really great to see um that taking shape because i think a lot of the time when people come to london they see musicals which obviously i love as well but it's it's nice to be able to recommend a few more plays just this time around um so i will first of all recommend highly uh, madhouse at the Ambassador's Theatre. Now, it's an extraordinary play. I was fascinated by it because family ties, family relationship, it it examines those complexities. Yes, some of the humour is extraordinarily dark and you feel, uh, for one of the characters, played by David Harbour from Stranger, Stranger Things, and it's, it's incredible to see Dev Harper, Bill Pullman on stage, they're surrounded by a great supporting cast bringing, if I'm being honest, this not so nice family who are all seeking out things for their own motivations, and, but you can't help but be gripped by what's unfolding and it's, it's truly, in the end, it's quite heartbreaking to watch. Um, It's only on for a limited time, so if you are in the London area and you can get hold of a ticket, really, really recommend this. Um, I don't say that lightly. Um, But yeah, if you can, please please go and see it and let me know what you think um, via my social media. Uh, The next play that I'm going to recommend to you is based on an American classic, To Kill a Mockingbird. Um, I've only ever read the book once. Um, But I was immediately gripped and I thought, there's no way they can transform it into a stage production and still retain that spirit of the book. I was wrong. I'm happy to admit I was completely and utterly wrong. Um, Aaron Sorkin's adaptation really encapsulates the spirit of the book, uh, but makes you re-examine everything, the characters, the story from a different perspective um, in a really pleasing way and um, Bartlett um production is is stylish, it captures, again, it captures the spirit, but, and importantly, I didn't realise how much time had passed until I came out of the theatre. I was so thoroughly engrossed in it. Um, Race Ball was a great, great, great asicus Finch, um, and I think, you know, it's a terribly difficult part to... Um, Try and take on particularly given Gregory Peck played the role in that iconic film. Um, so to try and make that part of your own isn't an easy thing, but Grace Ball did it brilliantly. Um, yeah. uh, I have seen some great, great musicals um, this year. I have to, I have to say. So a lot of them are on repeat visits. Uh, Pretty Woman and Juliet, for example. Um, but i have never actually seen beauty and the beast on stage before so this was a whole new ball game it's come to london as part of its uk tour uh it's only here again for a limited run so if you can grab a ticket um it's very family friendly yes it's corny but i love the illusions and the magic effects that are put on in this um obviously i love frozen as well but this has got a really different feel to it and you can really tell the difference that's not a bad thing um I found myself smiling and beaming throughout um I thought perhaps sometimes that it was a little bit slow in places but I think overall if you're looking for a good family day out you can't go wrong with Beauty and the Beast it's it's actually um a story that I've grown to love as I got older, like when I was younger, uh Sleeping Beauty was always my favourite Disney film. But mm-hmm. as I got older I realised there is perhaps an element of Bell in me, love reading, love fairy tales, dreaming of things, impossible things, that kind of aspect. Um so it was really lovely to see this on stage and it was it was well worth catching. So I'm really, really pleased with that. But on the flip side of this you've got the likes of Bonnie and Clyde, the musical. What what I share that is, is I saw it for the first time and I was like, oh, I was genuinely not expecting to enjoy it as much as I did. Um it's had a great cast because it's just literally finished its run at the arts theatre and I know I can't be the only one that's hoping <coughs> for an additional one. <laughs> just throwing it out there. Um the casting was great. The songs, I mean, it's been a, a a while since I've come out of a show just wanting to go back home and listen to the soundtrack. If you've not listened uh, to the score or anything like that, please seek it out. Please seek out the Broadway cast recording. Um, it's really, really worth listening. The songs are immense. and the, um, So I really, really enjoyed that. I'm hoping somewhere it will have a longer life in London. Um, it is a fascinating story. Uh, again, I've never seen, I have not seen the um, 1960 film uh, based on *Bonnie and pride So I had nothing to go in. I went in completely blind. Obviously, I knew they didn't come to a happy ending, um, but it's um, it was such an amazing uh, musical in such a small, smaller space because. Well, it's the Arts Theatre, so but it was it was wonderful to see, and it did properly fit in there. I just wish the run could have been longer so I could have seen it for a third time. Um, so the next one that I've, I've picked, uh, theatre wise, uh, is again at the Ambassadors Theatre. The Ambassadors Theatre has put on a really, really good show, um, and completely impressed by it. Uh, Cock. Um, with Jonathan Bailey, um, Taryn Everton, who sadly had to pull out uh, a little bit during the run. Uh, it was just such a, a great, uh, Phil Daniels as well, a really great cast, um, such a simple staging. And again, it just looks at the complexities of relationships they um, a really engaging light. Um, yes, I'll admit the ticket prices for that. Did not need to skyrocket as much as they did um unfortunately it seems to be a bit of a theme at the moment in West End, and i'm pleading with uh, producers uh through here please just be aware of your costs and know it's not easy to make please run a budget but please bear in mind any costs that you create you're passing then on to the public um and we all want to see the brilliant work that you're putting on so that's all i've got to say about that Um, But yeah, as a play, it was was great, it was frank, it was honest, and yeah, really, really, really enjoyed it, I would happily see that again. Um, The only other piece of theatre I'm going to mention in this podcast is Moulin Rouge at Piccadilly Theatre. Now, I know it got mixed reviews, and I know people who thought too many songs, it was more style over substance but I I always expected that. If you watch the film there was always a sense of that over the top, the nature, which is absolutely fine. But I went in, I'd heard Broadway cast recording so many indications, so I knew they flung as many songs into it as they did. Um perhaps maybe one or two songs could have be been left out. But I'm not going to complain too much about that, because it's... Moulin Rouge is a spectacle. That was the whole point of the story. It was over the top. It was wild. It had a party vibe about it. Yes, okay, so the film took a little bit more of a sombre look. Um, love story, I should say, sombre love story. the stage show once it's been more about entertaining and okay yeah the ending could have been a bit more emotionally charged but i think if you've seen it you know what's coming um and you don't need to force it on the audience to feel a certain thing um but so yeah i really 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 enjoyed it now interestingly um because i've not been able to get um, so, the theater, as much as I'm like I've rediscovered really my love of film, um, I'm trying to catch up with so many things that I've potentially missed out on. Um, so, yeah, so I'm going to start with um, the Batman. I kept saying when it came out in the cinema, when it, when I want to go and see it in the cinema. I didn't get around to it. But I finally, 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 finally seen it. And I was. Impressed? Okay, yes, it's nearly three hours long. Okay. Why? I'm a fidget when it comes to a film, if it's that long, because it has to be truly engaging for me to be. I was great from start to finish with this. Um, I will admit, part of the reason I wanted to see this was to see Robert Pattinson in it. He, for me, as much as I appreciate him as an actor, um, he's not somebody I would have imagined playing this role. Um, he did it, he did it with great insights. You, you, it really actually surprisingly, the way in which the role has been written, it has been made for him. And I completely was engaged with it. it, it none of what happened in the film felt ridiculous. And there were times when I actually, the idea of corruption and everything that you're seeing in this film actually reflects this time, um, sadly enough. So I really, really appreciated that film and I actually need to go and watch it again because I really enjoyed it. Uh, another film I really enjoyed watching was Belfast, King of Branagh's Belfast, oh my goodness, now having got family out in Belfast. Um, parents who grew up in Belfast, they knew, they knew exactly what unfolds in this film, um, set against backdrop, the troubles and everything else. So yes, it felt nostalgic, but it was just a purely heartwarming film, family, um, you know, struggling to make ends meet and then realising they might have to move away. Uh, in order to make a better life themselves, it's heartbreaking, it's utterly heartbreaking. But by filming it in black and white and everything else, it it just really, really, really worked. Um, And I I really, really enjoyed it. Um, I'm just sorry it took me quite so long uh, to go and see it. I also want to talk about Mister Marilyn Monroe, the, the on her tapes. Now, in my review, I said it was a little bit repetitive um, with information, like it was creating a sense of drama when really we just wanted a straightforward documentary. Listening to some of these on her tapes gives you to give you a better idea. Um, I really enjoyed it. Um, I I think. We will never get to the bottom of what happened to Marilyn. Was it overdosed? Was it something or sinister? Um, I think is it. I think it was fascinating from the point that it divulged into the conspiracy theories. Um, it, we will never know. We will never know. But I feel it was terribly sad um, and. You know, it'll be interesting to see what, because this was released on Netflix, what their film, um, Blonde, again, about Marilyn Monroe, um, will take what direction it'll take. Um, I mean, we've obviously already had one film, My Week with Marilyn, um, which is brilliant, brilliantly performed by Michelle Williams as the actress. Um, But I've got a thing... Blonde is going to take a very different take on her life, and it could be interesting. But anyway, the mystery of Marilyn definitely worth watch. If like me, you are fascinated by film stars of the bygone era, um, I think she was a tragic figure, and hence that was a little bit for her appeal for me. Um, She did some great, great films, and to see. Hear her voice through this documentary was, was absolutely fascinating. Um, I'm going to move on to books I mean, because I'm aware of time and things like that. Uh, I've got a few things I want to wanna cover. Um, lecture, Jennifer Saint, uh, Following All from Ariadne. Um, very, very fascinating um, novel. I love... The no secret. Um, and this was a really well put together um take on the women that behind the Trojan War, it gives you a different perspective, a lecture who idolised the father, and it again it's one of these family dramas. I seem to be attracted to family dramas at the moment, but um it's really it was really well written, beautiful, lyrical uh dialogue descriptions well worth a, a read. Um, and then you've got books like Pandora by Susan Soakes, uh, Chapman. Slightly slower and pace and it took me a little bit longer, I will admit, uh, to get into it. Um, but once I did, it took four or five chapters before I got really thoroughly absorbed into it. I felt like there was a bit more chewing and throwing than there needs to be. Um, but then I realised that well, actually, it worked. it makes sense in the context and way the story is being set up. Um, so yeah, again, um, and using the Greek mythology, mythological tale, sorry, um, in this way, setting it in Georgian London and taking it in a different direction that I never expected. I wasn't sure how it was going to work, but by the end I was like, okay, that was quite a clever way of doing it. Um, Mel Brooks is one of my favourite directors. Hands up. Um, he uses comedy to tell things how they are. We, we, we know this. Blaze um, and Settles is just one um, example of this. He uses it to tear down barriers and things like that. So I was quite interested to read his autobiography. Now, some have said, oh, it wasn't about his private life. He's focusing about his career and show business and that's not all he wanted. But actually he's got a right to divulge what he wants to write about or what he wants to talk about in his book. And quite honestly, he's got some cracking stories. He's got some absolute cracking stories and I laughed. And I really appreciate ended up appreciating him more and the way that in which he works. Um I still got a few bits and pieces of his many of his films and things to catch up on. Um but his his book, All About Me, is is really engaging and you can read it in his own voice, uh, which is really lovely. Um and it feels very intimate, very um, passionate. Um, so again, really worth a read if you like me, you enjoy a bit of Mel books. Um, the Man Who Died Twice, Richard Osman, great follow up uh, to this first novel uh, of ex-coppers and things like that who are fascinated with um, murders and cold cases. Um, you see them on a, another wild adventure. In this one um, it's still got the same the sense of humor, intrigue, uh, plot twists you couldn't see a mile off. Um, it feels just as, just as clever as, as the last um, piece. So it was really worth a read if you enjoyed the first one you're not going to be disappointed with this one um, the last couple of things i just want to talk about um fashioning fashioning masculinities uh, as an exhibition slightly overwhelming um but really really well put together um really delves deep into the way that men's fashion has changed over the years and um, it's as well displayed as you'd expect um, from a v exhibition. It felt, yeah, I learned things, you know, you learn to appreciate things, seeing things in a different light. And it is incredible to see how men's fashion has evolved over the years, um, showing that, you know, actually society does have an impact. On attitudes, etc., etc. There's lots of references to transgender um, and how we how we've adapted in the 21st century, uh, which is really lovely to see. Um, And then inspiring Walt Disney at um, the Waltz Collection, I was thoroughly charmed by this as a huge Disney fan. Um, this exhibition was just extraordinary. Original drawings from those who worked on things like Aladdin, Beauty and the Beast, um, Cinderella. Cinderella and Beauty and the Beast of the the two animated films that predominantly focused on in this exhibition. But for me, it was looking at the drawings and reading the annotations that made this such a fascinating thing. For example, there were (coughs) drawings of Lumière and the animators trying to figure out, well, how would he move if he was alive? If he was, and you don't even think about it. But now I find myself looking at inanimate objects, thinking, well, how would they move if they were alive? Um, And it just shows you what a skill, what an art, uh, animation is, and hopefully, we haven't completely lost it in the age of technology because um, it would be a real, real shame. Uh, so, that's on until October. So, again, Disney fan, you might want to make your way over there. But if you're also studying animation as a whole, as part of your degree, something again, worth a visit. Um, But actually, the Wallace Collection itself is also worth a visit. there's so many treasures in there. Um, It was quite nice to wander around there for a little bit. Um, So, yeah, so that's just a few things that I've enjoyed over the last uh, six months or so. Um, I will be going away sort of a few days later this month. Um, And then I have got a cruise in August, uh, but I will be recording something in August um, for you in case you're interested, um, with a few more updates. Um, so until then, um, it's been really nice chatting to you or having you listen in um, to things that I I felt really passionate about for the last six months. Um, feel free to follow me, Twitter, Instagram, can't, can't find, fail to find me on there. Um, but if you've got anything you'd like to pass on um, and chat to me, please. I'm open, open to conversation. Love to hear from some of you. Uh, but in the meantime, I will speak to you in August. And yeah, have a lovely rest of July. Take care.